gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England podcast about everything from sports news to events, people to see, places to go, and experiences we're having. Uh, how you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How about yourself, Garby? I'm doing pretty good. I was able to get outside today. We're finally hitting like the 50 degree mark here in Maine. Yeah. And it's the middle of April. So yeah. Enjoying that at least while we uh, mostly are stuck inside for the rest of the day. Yeah. Perfect golf weather. Not going to lie. For me, perfect golf weather. I, I don't like golfing when it's too hot. So literally this is usually the sweet spot for me as we discussed last episode. So I'm pretty getting pretty depressed about that. But hopefully Bummer. I heard that there was a couple of like states or towns that had petitions for golf going around. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah, like people are like making the worst argument. They're like, well golf you stand further away from people than the grocery store and i'm like oh yeah i mean the grocery store is also like like a a necessity golf is not yeah but um you know i guess there's there's like kind of local movements going around to get golf back on the board so i wouldn't be upset but outside of that things are pretty good over here yeah Um, a little bummed because today is obviously still patriots day but what with the covid19 pandemic going on we didn't have the normal celebration that is in Boston, and that's usually a pretty fun day. Um, yeah. Even if Everyone you're not like, taking the day off, Patriots there's like day. the marathon. You go usually a Red Sox day game. Um, just a lot of a lot of soul in the city that day. So kind of a lot, a lot of soul. Would have been a ton of soul in the city today for tons sure. of souls. Hundred percent. Good friend Maddie was running the marathon. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Maddie ran the marathon last year, which is she just did. just insane. insane to me. I'm not gonna lie; and she it's was insane enough to run it a second time. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, anything else new? What's uh, how's Charlestown treating you in general? Uh, pretty good. You know, kind of same old, nothing new. Obviously, places are still uh, open for takeout, so we're trying to go do go down to our uh, favorite place. Shout out Monument. In Charlestown Monument Tavern. So, uh, wow. They got some good wings there. Rich, you've had their wings. Garby, you've had their wings. Have too. I had their wings? Yeah, we've been to Monument. You know, I'm a big Blackamore have... fan, though. That's, like, really my spot. No, I know. So, I mean. Pretzel. Shout out, Pretzel. Blackamore. Is it, is it Blackamore or Blackmore? Blackmore. 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 Tavern? There's been the two times I've been there, you guys were fighting about the exact topic that we're going to talk about today. It's pretty but exciting. We're at that same Blackmore place. It's pretty yeah. exciting. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just have such a great pretzel, and you know I'm a huge pretzel guy. Big pretzel guy. Big how's pretzel it? Guy. Uh, how's life in Sobo? Uh, Sobo's cool. Sobo's good. South Boston. We're rebranding <laughs> Southie. Uh, so I love how you threw the name out there twice. Yeah, yeah Sobo. Sobo's cool. Sobo's <laughs> so, good. So. Yeah, it's good. It's nothing to complain about. I, I'm kind of in like a good situation because I have a Trader Joe's like a mile up the road, and I just got the car back down here because I thought I was going to be golfing. Um, so I can go up there to Trader Joe's if I want, or I have access. I can go to like the Brookline one, which is clearly better. Um, but there's also a grocery store right down the way, so it's really the only place that I've really been. Um, that, and then obviously the liquor store up the street because I got to get my beer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. I can't complain. I don't really do the takeout thing just cause I don't know. Again, like we talked about this last episode, I'm just saving a lot of money and a lot of that. I feel like it's like going out and whatnot. And then also, I don't know, it's like unneeded exposure, but I'm probably going to crack this weekend. So I'm trying to think of like what place I want to get. I've been craving Chipotle for some reason. There you um, go. I mean, so. I definitely think 
reinvesting in the economy, getting them going. Some of these restaurants, yeah, are that's really your, hurting you're hundred percent. So, you're hundred percent. I actually didn't I mean? even really like, think like especially about that. these. I guess not so much like the national chains, maybe like they're able to kind of withstand the blow a little better. But yeah. dude, those those local places that you like, you got to hit them up right now. Do you know what I know? You're a huge fan of, or, or I think you're a huge fan of too, is um, ninety nine Goldfinger wings. I Some, love the ninety nine Goldfinger yeah, wings. Somebody I was talking to on a on like a like a meets at work the other day was like yeah we're getting 99 takeout and i'm like are you serious 99 takeout like of all the places and they're like they're like goldfinger wings and i'm like gold fever gold fever you're right gold sorry we want to give the correct shout out it's yeah they go gold fever wings and i'm like point taken i'm like yeah point taken that wait this is like the 99 like you hear the yeah, like 99 restaurants and more you've never had the gold fever wings from 99 restaurant carby uh nope the closest 99 oh dude honestly honestly will next time you're down in this area garby we're gonna go to 99 and get some gold fever hey i'm in boston there's one so close let me bring you to the the 99 great family restaurant it It is fantastic it's honestly it's pretty good because they do popcorn too i'm a big popcorn guy popcorn at the bar yeah they, they do popcorn um and then them and like state street are the only two places that i like have gone in like the last 10 years that like do popcorn and i love popcorn it's like a pre-meal thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah um you drinking anything interesting these days over there any good beers i've been like kind of getting better no beer. honestly i've been kind of uh so that's where you're spilling it huh what been investing you've been like you were like off oh, and getting better beer I have like what you're splurging on. No, I know. Oh yeah. Oh no. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, you're 100. percent Like something. Like now, I'm like I'm getting really snobby and getting the four packs. Like there was like a couple of times. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I like but you know me, I like just crush them. So I I got like three or four four packs. I'm up. You at check the out. Time. I was gonna say you check out with like three four packs. Yeah, exactly. Three or four four packs. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So yeah. But I've been drinking some Conehead. Um, I've been really. Oh, Conehead is great, dude. Yeah, I've been really into Lord Hobo. Um, they have yeah, you've been a big boom sauce guy. Big boom sauce guy. They have this um, sampler pack that they, you know, sell and mm. like get twelve. I pack. have gotten that with like the six one seven too or whatever. Yeah, and like yeah, 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 they have, yeah, yeah. They have like an IPA one only, so it has like all all of their IPAs or three different kinds of IPA, and it's fantastic. So, um, it's good. Garby, you drinking any good beer up there? Did you say Lord Hobo and Boom Sauce? Lord Hobo's yeah. the brewery, and then Boom Sauce is the. Have you not had Boom? Oh, okay. Have you not had right. Boom Sauce? No, it sounds like like a like a band name or like something like that. Like oh, like Lord Hobo like and the Boom Sauces. Yeah, I mean that's a great uh, marketing idea for them. <laughs> right, that would be awesome. But no, it's a it's I a brewery, was, uh, bro. I'm drinking um Magic Hat right now. I just went to. Well, I told myself I'd go to the grocery store once a week. And I really only go out to like buy stuff once a week, but I made that exception today because I ran out of beer. So I got a Magic Hat like IPA sampler. So Magic Hat's uh, I believe they're located out of Burlington, Vermont, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so yeah. just an IPA. I would say micro brew, but one of the bigger micro brews. You know, not like as yeah, big it's as definitely not like a. a yeah, it's definitely not a small shop by any means. Um, right. Definitely not. Definitely drinking in college. It was like one of those high class beers. 
I don't. I oh, don't when you got Nick. when you got Magic Hat in college, you were like you yeah. were splurging big time. You're like, yo, <laughs> yeah, classy I mean, AF tonight. That's what we're getting for cocktail. Do you remember like? Do you remember when they got the um bud the bud selects keg? That, like the freshman year, they were like they were like what you were like what beer did you get? Because this is like back freshman year where like getting a keg was like the most crazy thing you could ever think of. And they like roll up bud and they select. get this they get this bud select like they get this keg like oh what uh yo what beer is it? They're like bud selects. We're like oh classy. I'm pretty sure bud selects has like less booze in it to be honest. So. <laughs> but yeah dude i remember that was like our thing we'd be like yo keg of bud select dude like, bud selects wow dude our boys really care about us <laughs> <laughs> um, so i've honestly just been plugging away still with the uh mayflower brewing company the you New have World been IPA a big dude. mayflower guy and they got a couple i forget the names so i can't like properly shout them out but i've tried their they had like a pale ale and a lager too that i tried but that uh that new world ipa man it's like my go-to right now don't sleep on sierra nevada hazy little hazy thing. little thing yeah don't sleep on it it's super good mm-hmm. i will say like that's the one thing though i do miss because like the store near me it's got some good selections but it, it's those it's the coneheads it's the lord hobos it's like the popular craft beer spots um Whereas, like, I miss, like, going to, like, a beer shop where you can go and get this, like, deep-cut beer that you haven't heard of. Or, like, going to an actual brewery and, like, picking up, like, yeah. beers that you don't get. Like, that's the that's the one thing. But I will say I have been drinking pretty well um, during this during this stay-at-home. Um, not quarantine, stay-at-home, as we corrected ourselves last episode. Uh, so, yeah. All right, cool. Well, hey, let's jump into it. So topic today is going to be uh, Tom Brady leaving New England. Tom kind of, I guess, right when the stay-at-home got released or maybe even like a week before it was official in Boston, Tom Brady uh, broke some news that he was going to be leaving the Patriots right after that. It was like dropped that he was going to the Bucks, And yeah, Tom Brady's out of here. So we thought it would be cool to do an episode about... Tom Brady leaving, his legacy here in New England, uh, and really just the Patriots' golden age. We're all fans of different sports teams, Nick being kind of the resident Patriots fan, I'm a Ravens fan, and Garby's a Jets fan, and we all had really different experiences and really different takes on this whole era of football in general, and just thought you guys might like to hear some of this, so... Yeah, I think Nick's going to kick it off with a breakdown on overview over Tom Brady and the Pats. Just history, in case you're not very familiar with football or the Patriots in general. Um, This is kind of everything you need to know in a nutshell. Yeah, so just kind of real quick, a little history on him. Obviously, born in Cali. He was born in San Mateo, California. Went to University of Michigan. Was just completely hated on. Nobody recognized the greatness. Drafted 199th overall. Little did they know, Tom Brady was about to become the greatest quarterback in the history of football. Sixth round, edge on his shoulder. Dude, he's kept the chip on his shoulder the entire career. Um, so just some like major accomplishments of his. Currently ranked second all-time in touchdowns, um, 541 in his career. He's right behind Breeze. Both him and Breeze broke Peyton Manning's record. Um, Breeze is sitting at five, 547. So he's already beat Tom by six, and uh, he's probably going to be going for the same amount of time. So that'll be interesting to see if they can ever catch up to each other. And uh, Peyton's third at 539. 
Tom Brady also ranks second in passing yards career to Drew Brees, um, both over 75,000, but he does rank first overall in postseason completions, yards, and touchdowns. And also, just a fun little fact, too, he's the only quarterback to ever achieve 200 regular season wins. Um, so, yeah, in addition to that, a little bit of a personal team resume. Total has a uh, record 13 AFC championships and a record nine Super Bowl appearances, has won six of those Super Bowls. Um, four of those times, he was Super Bowl MVP. He's three regular season MVPs. And... Yeah, that's it. I feel like I had one more stat for you guys, but I'm, it is escaping me right now. That's pretty yeah, impressive resume. Even I, the pretty... greatest of Tom Brady haters, have to admit that's uh, definitely something to be proud of. Um, cool. So, yeah, let's kick it off the first part. Kind of what is it like to be a fan, in the uh, NFL fan, during the golden age of the Patriots? Uh, Nick, I guess we'll just kind of kick off with you because you're the loyalist. Yeah, so born and raised mass hole. Tom Brady has been a, uh, you know, one of the big consistencies through my sports viewing career, so to speak. Um, you know, really started getting into football, like, as you're kind of nearing, like, 10 years old and stuff. And the Pats were like, okay, they went to a Super Bowl in 96 um, and then, like, made the playoffs. But then we're kind of floundering a little bit under Pete Carroll. Um, and that's when Bill Belichick came in and, like, really started getting into football, obviously, when the Pats won that first one against the Rams in 2001. Um, so, yeah, pretty much all I've known as a Patriots fan, um, as cliche as it is, has been their success. Um, and that has been, like, directly tied to what I feel like is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Um, so it's definitely going to be very weird to see some other quarterback in the backfield knowing that Tom Brady isn't taking a couple snaps off or he's out injured or whatnot. So it's going to be a different sight for sure. Yeah. I know Garby is a Jets fan, so I'm sure he has a pretty interesting take on it as well. Garb, what, what, uh, what's this like for you? What, what was kind of being a fan of the Jets during the Patriots? (laughs) 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 Oh, you're funny. Just because they're rivalries, dude. It's rivalry. Oh, it's a rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> That's why. Yeah. So, I mean, I moved from um, moved to New Hampshire from Long Island, New York, in the summer of 2000, which is pretty much the beginning of this Patriots dynasty as we know it. It's the same year that Tom Brady was drafted. So, pretty much the whole time I lived in New England, Tom Brady's been on the Patriots. Um, so, I mean... I was probably the only Jets fan in my my high school, my middle school. Um, That's really when I started paying attention to football. And, you know, the future looked okay. They didn't do too bad in the 2000s. I think a lot of people forget, you know, the Jets made the playoffs a good amount of times in the 2000s. It's really the 2010s that they were really bad. But, um, I don't know, the second game of the 2001 season, that's when Drew Bledsoe went down, who was the quarterback before Tom Brady who was actually severely injured by a hit from a Jets player, who Mo Lewis, um, and then Tom Brady went in, and it was pretty much all success from there. So, like, I kind of got made fun in school and, you know, still get made fun of by you as your uh, <laughs> your laughs kind of showed when you announced me being a Jets fan. Um, but, uh, you know, when it came to shit talking, I really had nothing. Like, 
it's kind of uh like what they say be humble in victory and gracious in the feet but unfortunately i haven't had much experience with the humble and victory part so now that tom's gone i'm really looking forward to seeing how gracious the pats will be when they get their asses kicked because his ass is out of there and i hope that they really will fail under bill belichick as much as i would like to see the patriots succeed just to prove that bill belichick is really just the best coach of all time and tom brady really just had so many tools under his belt i'd still want to see the pats fail um but seeing them would succeed would even be nice because then you're like, eh, you know, Tom had a lot of tools under his belt and I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm happy that he's out. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think Tom has been the athlete I have from a, a very like fan base perspective hated the most right I, I mean i have this like general this general like understanding of sports where these guys get paid this much money uh to play football because they're a part of the entertainment industry and one of the best things in the entertainment like of following in the nfl and any sport really is hating the teams that your team plays and hating the teams that you don't like out there that's half the fun and tom brady and the patriots have really been that for me for a while so i think it like has just been a very frustrating but like i will admit at times entertaining um experience like we all went to college together and ironically enough that was really during this time when the patriots weren't winning super bowls which it's kind of weird because they won at the beginning of the 2000s and they have won a decent amount recently but there was this like decent gap in the middle where they were still going to the AFC championship all the time so it really just felt like they were still dominating but they weren't winning Super Bowls they in fact lost two Super Bowls and that was during the time where we all became friends right and I so I just remember how much joy that failure of the Patriots brought me both of those Super Bowls and how much I and Tom Brady's injury too. Tom Brady's injury as well. A hundred percent. Like it is. It was just great. It was fantastic. And even rooting against them the later years when they were winning Super Bowls, um, we still were all getting together, having a great time. And you know, it, when it comes to kind of football, I don't mind being the underdog here in New England. It's kind of like a part of my persona, uh, as I'm a satellite Ravens fan. So. Mm-hmm. The Ravens and the Patriots have had just, like, such a great rivalry, uh, you know, since I've been, like, really involved in in football, um, which is, like, you know, earlier on in, in my, I would say, really, when I moved to Maine in 2000s is when I really got into football beyond just, like, the Ravens themselves. And even later, I would say closer to when I got into college is when I started getting really into fantasy and stuff like that, so... The Patriots and the Ravens, especially from like I think it was like 2010, have met like nine different times. The Ravens have won four. The Pats have won five. Um, four of those games have been in the playoffs, and they're two and two. So it's just they've been cool, man. They've been the they've been the heel um, of my experience as an NFL fan. So you know, for that, I will say that it's a little it's a little little sad that that might be coming to an end. But I kind of lean with Garby. I think that I give a lot more credit to Bill Belichick and I don't think that the Patriots are out. So I'm excited to see what my guy Lamar and the Ravens can kind of do against them. Um, okay, great. Well, let's talk about a little bit Tom versus the world. It's kind of this next topic. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people would call Tom Brady. 
I think most people would call Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time. I wouldn't call him the best quarterback of all time. Personally, so surprise, surprise. Uh, A lot of people would call him the best quarterback of all time. So this topic's really about, like, you know, what do you think about that and um, how does he really stack up in general? Um, The big kind of argument that I think you and me often get into, Nick, is really Tom versus Peyton. But if we want to kind of talk about Tom as the best quarterback in general, um, I think for me, Joe Montana still takes that. I think Joe Montana's perfect in the Super Bowl. I think, thought you were going to say Joe Flacco for a second there. Oh, Joe Flacco. Joey Flacco's elite quarterback of 2012. <laughs> sure. if, if, if football was an Olympic sport, you know, I'm telling you right now. Um, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I still have Tom on paper as number two all time. Um, it, to me, if I was starting a team, I would pick Peyton Manning over Tom Brady. Tom Brady would be my third. Uh, I think Joe Montana is really the GOAT of all time because he has these four Super Bowls that he just dominated in and has never been defeated in the Super Bowl in general. And I think that Tom Brady particularly had this opportunity in 07 where they absolutely should have won. And everybody who's a part of that team needs to own that, right? Especially when you have so much other success, right? There's no problem in kind of owning that that dip. Um Brady's also been quoted saying that Montana's still the GOAT, right? Like, I mean, he has this, like, kind of famous interview he does where he essentially kind of admits that he's a little bit of a product of his environment. Um, And I really think that that's the thing with Tom Brady is he's this guy who has done a lot of things right um, and is extremely talented but is a massive, massive product of the environment that he is in. Um, he's been with the best coach of all time in, in sports, my personal opinion. He's been with one of the best owners of all time in sports. Definitely best owner of all time in football, in my opinion. I think he's benefited a lot from that, and I think he agrees with me there. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Peyton versus Tom here in a second, but your thoughts just in general is Tom Brady is the GOAT. I mean, I obviously think that he's the greatest quarterback of all time, just having witnessed his success. Um it's hard not to attribute a lot of his success to Bill Belichick, but I think that that was a very unique scenario where they had this perfect opportunity of marriage where if you see these guys individual of each other, maybe it literally is you can just like break it in half and figure, yeah, Brady probably wins like three Super Bowls or in like Bill Belichick probably wins three on his own, but they don't have – you don't have the kind of success – that that organization has had and we'll obviously get into ownership as well without consistency and talent and just drive at all levels um you know you can have your one-off sort of teams where talent takes over or you have a special situation but to have that level of success over that duration of time um yeah but like that's possible without how was that I, I, I get it. I get it. A hundred percent. But like, you don't think that Tom, particularly from like an athletic perspective in, in general, it, and like the fact that like, like a guy like Peyton still has the most successful season of a quarterback of all time. You know, you don't like, Again, you, know like, I mean? like you don't recognize season. that when you're talking Did about they, him so... against Peyton and him against Joe. I mean, Joe definitely had a great coach, but not Bill Belichick. You know what I mean? Okay, I guess I kind of look at it like 
in that season you referenced just right now, like what happened to Peyton. Like, granted, he made it to the Super Bowl, but then he got his ass absolutely beat down by the Seahawks. Like, just a further example of why I think, I mean, this is a non-measurable thing, so I can't give you a statistic for it, but I think that even you would admit, and Garby can back me up on this, that Tom Brady is 10,000% more clutch than Peyton Manning. And especially when you're talking about those big game moments and the stats back them up where you look at their performances in those games and it's just, it doesn't really compare. And so, yeah, you can say like Peyton Manning has the best regular season ever, but when we're talking about greatness across all these levels of sports, we're really talking about championships. I'll be the first person to say, I think Super Bowls is absolutely a team stat. Like the NFL is you're, you're the amount of people who are on the field is just so saturated compared to other sports that you even it's just absolutely playoffs. a team sport it's a team stat right like so you can't i'm just you can't equate like there are too many there have been great quarterbacks who haven't won there have been mediocre quarterbacks terry bradshaw who have won a lot right and so it's just i i think that that's football tough. was a way different game then it was when joe so montana I, played and he still made it happen I mean, like, when you're looking at the amount of attempts Joe Montana has, like, that's... And, and what he did, it's impressive, man. He didn't have, like, nearly as many attempts as a Brady or a Payton. We're, obvi- we're obviously splitting hairs between three greats, but just with regards to Joe Montana, too, where I think this is such a backwards way of thinking. Obviously, I'm coming from a Tom Brady defender standpoint, but people rag on Tom Brady for losing in Super Bowls or losing in AFC Championship games when Joe Montana only made four Super Bowls. Tom Brady went to nine big dances. Like, I'm sorry, I that's a big enough difference where it's not like, oh, Tom Brady went to five, and but Joe went undefeated in the four. Like, Tom Brady went to nine effing Super Bowls. That's five more, more than double what Joe Montana went to. And he is one more than him too. So it's just... And that's like one where I would kind of tie it in just to our argument with Peyton Manning a couple seconds ago, where I feel like you look at Peyton and his teams regularly, if ever, won a playoff game. Like they would get into the playoffs. The amount of one and guns Peyton had in his playoff career is also very high. I can't give you the exact number off the top of my head. I don't know. Garb, what do you think about this? Are you where? Where do you kind of fall as far as uh, Tom overall? Um, do I think he's yeah? The do best you have him as the goat? Um, I mean, I kind of accepted that begrudgingly. Yes, I accepted it after he won his fifth Super Bowl. And he's got I mean, six. Nothing else I can say. Yes, I know. See, I okay, can I ask this question? I, and this this it. might be a little bit of a Sorry. tangent, so let's be careful here. But, like, can we talk about what it means to be the GOAT? Like, what it means to be the GOAT in a sport? Because that's my other problem is, like, I don't really see Tom. Like, when I think of being a GOAT in a sport, I think of two players, really. I think of Michael Jordan. And honestly, I think of Tiger Woods. And I know Ty, and Ty, I use Tiger especially because Tiger's not the winningest golfer of all times. He doesn't have the most majors of all time. I think he's still three or four, three off, right, after the Masters. Garb, do you remember? I think he's still three off the, the record or tying the record. Um, and, and those are the two because they just come out and they are sheer dominance at what they do. 
particularly Michael Jordan when you're talking about the game of basketball. Now, very different sports. Golf being an individual sport, basketball being a much more individually influenced sport. But I just don't think that Tom was that. He was really in 07 and for a short period of time, but he's never been that like athletically insane quarterback in my opinion. Uh, he's always been a really smart quarterback. He's always been uh, a very um, capable quarterback when it comes to managing the game and running uh, the offense that was set up for the Patriots and him really. But he hasn't really had that positional he doesn't he doesn't feel like Michael Jordan to me. Am I am I like kind of on an island here? Yeah. So here's kind of like two kind of qualifiers I would ask you guys. One, I would say you could term this, I guess, game so your life is on the line for a game. And I don't know if you want to say for the start of a game or last two minutes of a game. Who like who do you want leading you? If we're talking especially specifically quarterbacks, and if you're throwing, I mean, I guess you could say all NFL players, but in this point, we'll just focus on quarterbacks. If you're having an all-time draft right now, who do you take number one, knowing the careers that happened? I think Aaron and then Peyton. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? Dude, dude, I don't know, dude. Aaron, I would take Drew. Aaron, yeah, Drew. I, Drew would be good. I, oh I like, Lord. dude, honestly, oh but Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Brady makes me scared in that first one, dude. I'm not going to lie, especially if it all comes down to him. He like, dude, he just has had a situation that is made for Tom Brady and he has had so much greatness. And dude, we haven't even talked about the fact that like people just shit their pants when they play the Patriots. That's always been a thing. You know that, Nick. Like, people have just... Bill Belly mind control, Dude, baby. that's what I'm saying. Jenny so, like, tricks. when you're talking about putting your life in the hands of Tom Brady, I would I would definitely ask you to just, like... I'm, is it a bad choice? No. Somebody, If I pull that randomly, I'm like, whew, I made out really well. Don't get me wrong. You're in good hands. But I'm just saying, wow. you go back... Got a nine. <laughs> you go back and think. Like, there's a, two of those Super Bowls he, he, he won... He absolutely should have lost. Against the Atlanta Falcons, he was one of the big reasons why they were down so much in the first place. And then the Seahawks, I like, oh my gosh, just run the ball. Run Dude, the ball, Pete. But, like, okay, like, run the ball, Pete. You can still, you can say those things. But, I, but I, like, the Seahawks, Seahawks Super Bowl, for instance, dude, look at Brady's statistics in that Super Bowl. Like, are you kidding me? He literally had probably his best Super Bowl performance out of all of his Super Bowls in that game. So you can't tell me, like, yeah, you can say, like, I don't know, that one way or another, but the Pats were down 14 two different times in that game in the fourth quarter. And, like, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? So I just, like, like, when you're talking to Patriots fans, it's always like, the Pats were down 14 two times and came back. Where the rest of us are talking about, like, you remember the Pats went down Four by fourteen twice, right? You know what I mean. Like it's there's two sides of that tone. Yeah. Um, no, you can. You know what I mean. So it's just like you want. It's, no, that's true. It's, you just you have to consider that. And so when you're talking about how many of their Super Bowls were close, like really close, I, how many Super Bowls are blowouts? Besides the Seahawks, Denver one. No, but man, they have had some close. Man, they've had some close games, Nick. And again, like I, I just really think that like. Again, it, you you know he's not a bad decision. I'm just saying it's it's just think back. I think he gets a lot of 
he has done yeah, exactly no, what you that. need somebody to do who's in that situation, and he should absolutely get credit for that. Like Tom Brady has taken the advice of Bill Belichick, the advice of Robert Kraft, and it has benefited him so much. He has built a knowledge base and an understanding of the game that is matched by very few people in the entire world, and he deserves a ton of credit for that. But I agree, I really agree with that quote he has where I think he is a big big product of the environment he's in and if you were to put a Peyton a Drew an Aaron Rodgers in that position you would see just as much if not more success I really believe that seriously um any closing I mean in the last 20 in the last 20 years only four Super Bowls have been decided by more than one score just for a quick look up so yeah but how many of those but the Patriots have been in nine of those Super Bowls Nick the the problem factor that I'm bringing to you, which is the Pats, have been in nine of those Super Bowls. So yeah, I mean it doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? I mean I guess like when you're talking about like you're like oh yeah they're really cutting it close and that's where the kind of the clutch gene comes into factor. But if they were cutting it close and they had won like only two or three Super Bowls, but it's just they won six out of nine, man. At some point, that's just like, oh, can't you just like kind of a hundred percent? But I, to, but Nick, I don't like, give, give as a much respect no, and like recognize the talent. Nick, a hundred percent, but I don't give as much of that credit to Tom as you do. I, a, I give so much respect to that. You know, I have the utmost for Bill. I will say, when we, with you saying that Tom Brady is the second best quarterback of all time, the inception of this podcast is the first time I've heard you come to that. Regard. On paper, so, you know, that's, on paper. that's a big move yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. On paper. You're putting it out there for the people. Yeah, on paper. This isn't just what we're. That's where the we're respect for the, the six comes something. in. On paper, I'll give him the, the second best of all time. On if paper, I'm building a Madden team, I'm going with I'm going with Peyton. Um, okay. What does that mean on paper? Uh, it just means that if I'm building really a team, mean? if I'm building a Madden team right now, I'm going with Peyton Manning. Um, okay, great. Well, okay, so let's kind of like kind of roll into the wrap up here. Let's talk about the split. Um, what it means and, and maybe like who's who's kind of kind of come out on top here. Um, Nick, I'll let you go first. So, um, as you guys have probably learned by this point in the episode, I am a huge Tom Brady loyalist. Tommy over everything. Wow. Um, so you're a fan of Tom I'm Brady really... over the Pats. So I, I don't want to get no, it twisted. Say it for the I want... You're a fan of Tom Brady over the Pats. So gun to my head. Pats play the Bucks in the Super Bowl. You want the go, Tommy, baby. No. I want Brady with that number twelve jersey from the Bucks. That is so selfish. I can't believe that. <laughs> How is that selfish? I'm a pa- I'm a Patriots yeah, fan. Yeah, that's why. Because you guys I... have so many fucking Super Bowl wins, you can go out there and root for your your quarterback because you like because you pissed that they didn't pay him and keep him. That's why. <laughs> because you don't care because you've won so many Super Bowls. No, so we didn't really touch on this and. I mean, I I think it was a good move for both sides because the I Pats agree. were I agree with that. Which is with their their standing in the salary cap to give Tom the money he wanted, they weren't able to do that and then bring in other talented players around him. And the team as obviously they've gotten a little long in the tooth. They're pretty I think they're the oldest team in the NFL by quite a bit. So I think that they really kind of needed like a, a rejuvenation through the draft and maybe to go out and sign some people, which obviously they didn't really do. Um, but I still think that it was kind of in both sides' best interest to move on. But 
independent of that, I'm just like, again, like I think Tom Brady deserves the majority of the success. Um, I'm not saying Bill's not a great coach because I think, again, greatest coach of all time across all sports. But again, just Tom Brady, Tom Brady loyalist. Tom Brady so over everything. If it came down to it. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the Pats are going to be fine, to be completely honest with you. Um, I actually think Bill is going... I think that's a good way to say it. I think they'll be fine. I think the Pats are going to be fine. I think Bill is going to go to another one. I don't think he's going to win it. I don't think Tom's going to go to another Super Bowl. Um, And I could be wrong about that. I I will sit here and say I, I feel like he has absolutely been declining, but he is still like one of the most capable quarterbacks in the entire NFL. I, you know what I mean? When Peyton was brutal because he was like injured with the neck thing and whatnot, I still stand behind the (laughs) fact that like at the very, like guys like that get up there and they just know defenses and they know offenses better than anybody else on the field. They're just so far ahead. Uh, You're playing checkers. They're playing chess, right? Like it's just, it's, it's beyond, uh, beyond, any other advantage you could really have, in my personal opinion. And I think that when the physical starts deteriorating, you can start to rely on that a little bit more. And I think that that's why you've seen a lot of success from older quarterbacks now, because it's become so much more about their game and their ability to affect the game mentally. Um, but all that being said, I think Bill, I think at the end of the day, defense wins championships. I think it has always been the case. And I think that that will. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tom and a different team and like where these two kind of go because their success or lack of success is going to really play into their history. If they both float off and are just not successful, then it's going to be exactly what we do right now where we kind of argue a little bit about one for the other. But at the end of the day, the Patriots were the best out there and, you know, Tom was the best quarterback and Bill's the best coach and Kraft's the best owner and, you know, whatever. If you have Bill who goes out there and has more success than Tom, I think that you're going to have a really, really sharp dig on Tom's legacy as a whole. And for some reason, I don't think it will be as much of a dig on Bill's legacy if it's the opposite. Um, wow. See, I could, I literally feel one of you from that. I think that if Bill falls on his face, he, it's like, that was. Is it because of the age? Is but it because you're like, if, oh, well, Tom's so always lean on I the think age. it's like part of the, I think it's part of the age part of the moving there. And I think, again, I'm kind of speaking in generalities here. Personally, I think it'll be very interesting to see how Brady fares with the weapons he now has in Tampa. We haven't even mentioned Gronk to this point. He's got his boy with him again, his security blanket, if you will. Um, He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. They're loaded with a couple other tight ends. Bruce Arians, offensive coach. They're trying to air it out. And I think it, you know, it, it's really going to kind of show and it'll be interesting to see where he stands statistically after this year. But so that's kind of like, I, that's kind of my point is I think that a lot of this has been, you know, oh, Tom's upset because they won't go get weapons. Tom's upset because they won't support him. They won't go spend money to go get, bring in these, these like, you know, good players. But if you don't get it done when you go down to Florida where they have plenty of weapons, especially when your number one guy of all time is now down there with you, oh, by the way, collusion, 
I feel like it's going to look really bad for him. And that's why at the end of the day, I think Bill doesn't end up doing very well. It's not going to look great for him. Don't get me wrong. But Bill won two Super Bowls as a defensive um, as a defensive coordinator for the Giants. Bill is already regarded as the best coach of all time. Um, no questions asked. No competition in football. And I'd say he's probably more of a conversation for just best coach of all pro sports. Yeah, right. Definitely. So, ha- having those guys down there, I will. I will tell you when. When I saw that happen, when I saw the Gronk thing, I, I hit you up immediately. You're like literally the first person I texted. And then I texted Garb, um, the three of us. And I just remember just being literally so fucking pissed. Because I'm like, <laughs> I will say, if they are down there just like tearing it up and it's like, Tom to Gronk, Tom to Gronk, Tom to Mike. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. So, yeah, I mean, with the addition of Gronk, I guess even before that, I kind of looked at them as a very legitimate threat. Um, but with Gronk especially, because, I mean, let's all not like really misremember. Gronk's been out of football for a year, but the last year that he did play prior to that, he was not exactly his most imposing oh, peak physical self. Yeah, yeah he so wasn't 100%. I, I think that it'll be interesting to see how he comes back whether he is, you know, that year off allowed him to kind of get right physically and he's kind of going to be the same guy or maybe like a, sm- a slightly decreased version or if he's going to be an either further deteriorated version of the guy we saw in the 2018 season. And I don't think so. I don't think he was playing healthy then. I think a year off can do wonders. I think where these guys really get screwed is that they literally almost never have time to fully heal when you think about Especially it, right? when you're I mean, playing in the Super Bowl and stuff like that. I know. It's kind of crazy. When you think about it, it's kind of crazy that they're adding a game to the season. Right? Yeah. Like that, wasn't that just passed with like the new CBA mm-hmm. agreement? Like, I think not it, this year, but the year after that. The yeah. Year after they're going to move to seventeen games. That's it, that's insane, man. Like when you think about it, it the football season is so long. You know, for essentially playing a sport that's like I don't know, you're taking insane amount of impact every single game. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. doing that for seventeen weeks out of the year. You're also doing train. You're doing training camp, right? And like things like OTAs and whatnot. Well, so I think they're t- they're taking off a uh, preseason game too. That's a good idea. So that's yeah. a good, I did not know that. That's and great. I mean those um, game checks, man. Like the players agreed yeah. to it. Oh, hundred percent. And yeah. again, I've always said this. People are like, football such a violent sport. Football like such a violent sport. I'm like, hey, listen. The players agree to play this, right? And I would, I would say a lot of players probably would say, that, "Yeah, hey, I, I know, I know what I'm getting into." Now that doesn't mean you don't make it as safe as you possibly can. You absolutely need to do that, right? But like, it, like the players are absolutely like agreeing to play the sport. I think a lot of them probably can play another sport, right? But like, yeah. personal opinion in in the U.S., the NFL is kind of the stage. Um, oh for sure no it's it's definitely number one it's it's the stage right like if you're gonna be you know like who who doesn't want to be the best quarterback on the field in an nfl game right like or the best running back or like the best you know you know middle linebacker like that's that's where it's at but not to not to diminish the other pro sports obviously but still that's i just think it's the most looked at stage so yeah um kind of to bring it back to brady with that though i just think it'll be really interesting because 
in your scenario, you kind of expect him to be Super Bowl or bust, whether he performs well statistically, as we were kind of talking about that Peyton Manning's last season in Denver, um, or not. Uh, whereas I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I'm expecting him to not necessarily have the team success, but if statistically he performs well, I think that that proves that he, even at 42, dude, if he throws up a good season at 42 going on 43, you're just like, you, you can't deny that. Like you can say like, oh yeah, he's a ridiculous weapons, da, da, da. but like the dude is freaking 42 years old. So no, you're, you're right. Like I give, I give Peyton Manning credit for his last Super Bowl that a lot of people just don't. And yeah. And that's one I, I kind of take away from him. And I'm a lot of things, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fair. So if, if you know what I mean? people say that about me, they call me old fair Kennedy. All right. Um, so if, if Tom even Brady, Stephen Kennedy, even Stephen Kennedy, you know, Mr. Equal. Right. And so if Tom Brady is, you know, a, a fraction of himself and, uh, but still leads the way and particularly plays in a Super Bowl and, and wins that Super Bowl, I will give him the same credit I've given Peyton Manning a hundred percent. Um, I, I would say it's not like I'm not going to give him credit for having a good season. Um, I'm just saying in the conversation of him and Bill, let's be honest. They've both won six or six plus Super Bowls. So, you know, in this particular perspective, they are at the top of their genre for stats. I mean, Tom, obviously, like, you know, Peyton's got some stats on Tom from like an individual season perspective, but if he plays as long as he's planning to, he's probably going to take all the career stats, right? So, I mean, it's really going to be about who can end up leading their team to the next Super Bowl, right? Um, and if one of them doesn't and the other one doesn't, I think it's going to diminish the record of the one who doesn't. But I think Bill will take a less of a hit on, on that than Tom will. Um, yeah, because I think that there's plenty of talk out there right now that Tom's a product of his environment. Nobody ever says that about Bill, or maybe sorry, I shouldn't say that, because that's like suggesting that people don't don't say, well, Bill Belichick's had Tom Brady. They do 100, percent but I don't think that people have that same argument nearly as often with Bill as they do with Tom. I think though, like kind of right now, what it's getting into is like there's no argument about whether these guys were the respective like goats at their coaching and quarterback positions during the peaks of their prime. I think we can kind of all, you know, agree that they are in those kind of like pantheons. I know you don't want to put Tom up there, but regardless. I, so see, no, no, stop no, 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 no. doing that because I put him up there. Number two on paper. No, number two. I put him number two on paper. Okay, I'm just saying the difference between Bill being like, the goat of coaching no questions asked and tom being the number two quarterback like i'm just i'm not trying to get into that what, what i'm saying is that i think the argument is kind of steered more now towards who still has their fastball right now like is the patriots success it'll just be interesting because i feel like if bill falls off but tom is still playing good i'm not saying that that necessarily gives more credence to who was like 
more representative of that from a pie percentage standpoint of their earlier victories and Super Bowls. But I think that you could look at it now and almost go back and say, if Bill kind of falls on his face here, it's like the Pats truthfully should have let go of Bill and you, kept Tom. No, you, you make a good point. No, you make a good point. If if Bill... So, yeah, if you bring... I think if... Just, but I think, I'm not, I would, I'm not I, saying I would argue has, this, but... Though. I would argue this, though, Nick. If either of them fall on their face, you're going to say that about the other. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think we've talked about this, right? I don't think either of us think that, that the other's going to be destitute, right? No. I think we I think we feel like the story may not be over. I feel like we think that there's the potential that one of them still's got still has one more in him. You think it's Tom. I think it's Bill. I think we both think it wouldn't surprise us if the other did it, right? So if either of them fall on their face, of course, people are going to – it's going to look really bad. If Tom falls on his face and he just falls off the cliff and, like, gets beat out for the quarterback position, not going to happen, get, to be clear. But say that it did. I mean, he he would that would kill his legacy. That would kill his legacy. People would say he couldn't do it without Bill for the rest of his career, right? See, um, that's where I disagree because I just think even now, me personally, I will like remain true to my take. And if he like, I'm expecting Tom to have but, a good season. But hold, if on, he has, hold on, no, 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 hold on. You hold on. You hold on. I'm saying um, Bill gets that too, though, Nick. I'm hold on before just don't misunderstand me. I'm saying if Bill falls on his face too, same thing for him. If he falls on his face, they end up they end up winning like three games, and that's no, no, no. It. I get 100%. you. What I'm he's, saying, he's tarnished. People will be like, he what I'm do without Tom. No, I know, guy. I hear you, but what I'm saying is that I think that if Tom falls on his face right now, some of the Brady truthers will have the out and be like okay so like playing in the nfl you still need to have some sort of physical capacity and they'll kind of lean on the crutch of his age whereas with coaching it's like if bill has lost his fast like bill getting up to like 70 shouldn't like his physicals has no impact on his coaching do you get what i'm saying like I feel uh, like I, I do, his... but I disagree. I mean, like I, coaching, again, coaching I'm as old saying... as Bill is, especially at a high octane, is not anything to bark at. No, yeah. and I—that's where he, I'm saying I would remain true to that. Exactly. Not, ev- not think... everybody. Not everybody. To be clear, but you know, the goal—the goal is to retire at 65. That's what we all have in our head, right? Yeah. Like that's not the just. Goal. And I think that that is part of the success of both Bill and Brady is that not only did they have that like run during their peaks, but they've sustained pretty acceptable play like late into their careers where you talk about coaching, dude, like when people get to Bill's age, it's like, they're pretty much cooked. Like they're done. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. I I think you're going to, I think that you're going to see some really interesting stuff, especially with Gronk going down there to Florida. I think Tom, I don't think he's done. I just don't think he's going to be as successful as Bill. I, I am still shook about the Pats, and I'm shook about a Bill Belichick who has something to prove. So, again, I'm also coming from the perspective of somebody who's going to, you know, you know, 
potentially play the Pats in the playoffs, right? Is I, I don't like uh I don't like a Bill Belichick who has something to prove, like to be completely honest. Same thing with Tom though. I think you can make the same argument. I come down on Tom Brady a lot, but I mean the guy is an amazing talent. And if he were to come out like lightning here, um, even if they don't end up winning, but he he's like has one of his better seasons, it's gonna be hard to ignore. Uh, it's gonna be hard to ignore because I will say the crux of my argument does does rely on the fact that he's he's had Bill as support. So yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. Any closing thoughts on this topic? No, I think we summed it up pretty good. I mean, we could go on for hours about it. So you and me could you and me could really literally talk about this for hours. Like this is our favorite topic um, to, to to kind of go back and forth. Favorite on, so. and least favorite, just because we're both yeah. so like. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, uh, before we let the listeners go, you guys watching, listening, seeing anything in particular? Well, um, almost done with that crawdad, that crawdad's book. Good book. Uh, probably if a chick book, like I don't know what you call a chick, like a a book that's like a chick flick, but it's probably for mostly women read it. But <laughs> sexist. Um... Okay. Guy, you never heard of a chick flip, like a rom com? Come a on. Flip. A chick flick, you mean? Is that not what I said? You call it a flip. Uh, well, you know, I'm a couple of uh, magic hats in, so. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading that book. I'm reading um, another book called The Four Agreements right now. It's, um, I guess I would call it religious philosophy. Um, it's a very interesting read if you are into, like, what is the meaning of life kind of shit. Like it's deep. Um, Damn. Oh, you're very philosophical. I'm also reading a book called the joy of X. How many books is... are you reading at once? dude? Holy How do you keep shit. them straight? You have three so, books you read at once. Yeah. One's a novel. One's like a spiritual and the other's like more of like a workbook, like career, like joy of X. It's about a, uh, it's basically about like oh, math Lord. and like what? I just like, no, this is great for you. I just, you make me, sometimes you you say stuff like this and you make me feel guilty about myself. I'm like, I sometimes think I'm like, you know what? I should really read a book. That would be good. It doesn't even <laughs> need to be a book that like I learn anything from. Maybe just like a book that I enjoy because like reading's good. And I'm always like, yeah, I'll get to that later. You're over here reading like, three I'm going to read this Bleacher Report article yeah. before I You're go like, to bed. Oh, I want a spiritual book. I want a book to learn from. And then like I want a book for kicks. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, this is new. This is new since this whole like stay-at-home order. Um, Fair. But- yeah, so this joy of X book this, is you basically didn't even like really know how to read, right? <laughs> that's no, actually, Come no. On, I just a... learned how to read uh, a couple of months ago, so I'm just getting into it. <laughs> He's a teacher. Uh, anyways, moving on. <sighs> Since I can't get my book review in about the joy of X. <laughs> no, 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 Garby. Come on, man. So give us the review. Joy of X. It's a math book. Super nerdy. Go. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Um. No, it's just basically a book, probably a good read for people who have finally realized that math is kind of important, but in high school, they were turned off by it. It's just really about like how math is everywhere, even places we don't realize it. It's pretty witty and it goes into very practical applications, but at the same time, it's not super like technical or mechanical. And it's, uh, it's given me a good feel of as a math teacher how to be able to present certain topics from like a real world perspective. So it's just been 
good from that sense. Like even it starts basically with negative negative numbers and uh, it's going like a little bit progressively more advanced. But yeah, it's just an interesting book, kind of just like a career read and trying to expand on my ways of helping the kids who really hate math, which is probably like to be you gotta relate to the young people, baby. Hey, math's kind of like the language. It's not just young people though. It. Yeah, it's like everybody hates math. Like you have parents coming in, they're like. Oh, math. I never did good at math in school. Like, you know, it's like, oh, good. Okay. It's like, good. It's going to be really good for your kid. Like, just try to be as negative as possible, and that'll make your kid do really well. Math? You don't need that shit. This isn't Mr. Carter. Garby's talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. Cool, cool. That's pretty funny. Uh, Nick, you watch anything? Listen. Um, So... Me and Laura just finished the second season of Line of Duty. It's a um, a British police show on Amazon Prime, and you've been a massive I, Amazon Prime. Honestly, recently. so it's kind of just been like an untapped thing that I feel like I was scrolling through Netflix and I'm like, you know what? I'm always on Netflix and I never you, watch anything on Prime. Man, so like, Man in the High Castle, right? No. Have you done that's the Boys? No. Dude, <laughs> you haven't even tried their like most popular shows. Are you serious? Well, no, Line of Duty, it's a pretty like heavy Jack Ryan. You've watched Jack Ryan. <laughs> Nick, stop it. So we're gonna Nick, watch Jack. Why are you watching all these deep cut Amazon shows when you haven't watched any of their big titles? These aren't deep cuts, dude. They're good. Just because they're from Britain doesn't mean Dude, I think like... Man in the High Castle might be their most popular show of all time. Yeah. Well, maybe no, Jack like... Ryan. I don't know. Jack Ryan, maybe. So Jack Ryan is our next one to watch, I think. Um, we just finished season two. I think they only have... The... For some reason, they only have the third season or up to season three on there. And I think after that, it cuts off, even though there's five seasons in real life. But... Um... I personally am a fan of the show. I think it's, like, pretty good. I think that season one was a little bit... It's definitely, like, a really confusing show. There's, like, a lot of, like... Like, they, like, set it up to seem one way. And, like, it's like, oh, no, it's this thing. But then they, like, pull the rug out from under you again. So it's, like, it definitely keeps you guessing, but it is hard to follow. But okay. it's uh, it's right. pretty good. It's pretty good. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're, All like, right. looking for something to watch. Or any of Amazon's other more popular shows, folks. Um, Dude, again, I think that these are pretty popular ones. You think they're more popular than Man in the High No, Castle? no. But I just am saying that they're popular. I guess I don't know, though. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. We'll report back next episode. Okay. Um, cool. Um, I am... I'm not really watching that much TV. I've got a few things going on. I'm, I'm re-watching Community because it just came out on um, <laughs> Netflix. I love Community, dude. You've always known this about me. I'm a big Community guy. You love um, Community. I do. I do. I've been I've been trying to get... 30 Rock is community. so much better. They're not even like really in the same class. It's like kind of different. They're not 30 Rock? They're community. both NBC comedies. Yeah, I know. But they're like about, a very like... different like stage. Like 30... I don't know. I guess, but they're they're so different. They're so different. I would I would I would equate Thirty Rock to The Office more than I would equate it to Community. What Community and is essentially an Office knockoff? Community is not an Office knockoff. It's not done in a, like a documentary style. It's not like a. It's a wannabe Office. No, it's not. It has like nothing to do. You know what? You're trying to get me upset. Anyways, I'm rewatching Community. 
But uh, I'm playing a lot of video games and I'm reading a lot of comics. So, like, that's really what's taken up. Shout out StarCraft. Shout out StarCraft. <laughs> shout, out StarCraft. shout out Fortnite. Shout out Overwatch. Shout out, shout out like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Shout out, like, <laughs> like so many games right now. You're getting on me with the Amazon deep cuts. You're like, shout out Assassin's Creed Odyssey. One of the most popular games of 2019. Yeah, I'm super deep cut right there. Yeah, super Oh, sorry. Yeah, Wait, isn't it 2020? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good Lord. Unbelievable. Um, sorry, Garb, what were you going to say? I was going to talk about, I was going to say, can we talk about my, my dog? Oh, dog. dude. Garby, why'd you let us ramble dog? about TV shows for so long? Yeah, you're getting a dog, dude. What's up? I'm getting a dog. How's that going? So, well, today we're recording. I probably had her by now, but um, her name's Meadow. Kind of got the name from Meadow Soprano, the HBO series, The Sopranos. Wow. Um, she nice. is a golden doodle. Okay. Um, that F1B. Yeah, so she's F1B, which means that oh, F1B, one of, dude. Yeah, one of her parents is a golden doodle. Yeah. The other parent is a poodle, so she's actually only twenty five percent golden retriever. Um, which you know, it. I don't. I don't really care that much, but I was really hoping for a labradoodle in the first place, and I was like fifty fifty, okay, because I love labs, you know. But my, the problem You're is, I'm allergic. Poodle. So we're basically getting a poodle. So I love labs, and what it comes down to is we're getting a poodle. You compromised, and you got a poodle. We compromise, yeah. We compromise, and we're getting a poodle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I thought. Do you remember that? Can we, talk, can we tell us? I thought. Right I thought that we should get a hotel with all of our friends. Megan thought we should get our own hotel, so we talked about it. And compromised, and we got our own hotel. <laughs> I feel like that's not that much. I feel like we should tell the whole story. I love that so much. I still don't remember saying that, but Rich, you so, want to wear yeah, So wanna... we're, we're at Garby's wedding. And we're at Garby's wedding, and he drops on us where me, Nick, and a bunch of our buddies are in his, his wedding party. And he drops on us that the, the night of the wedding, they're staying in a completely separate building, um, like, like driving distance away and we're like whoa dude we thought you're gonna be partying with us he's like oh no no no, we're gonna party we're gonna party but like megan thought it would be special if we had our own separate like hotel and like you know i get what she's saying but i i told her like we're gonna regret this we're gonna want to party with our friends and like you know whatever and like you know like the good thing is that we can kind of like talk about stuff and so we talked about it and like you know we decided we're gonna get our own hotel We compromised. We compromised. That's right. He says, he goes, yeah, we compromised and, you know, we're going to get our own hotel. And I was like. The classic compromise. "Um, So, yeah, that's so good. That's hilarious. But, okay, anyway, so you're getting a dog. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll give you guys updates. I will say uh, dog ownership is highly underrated. It is. It is. I really wish I had a dog right now, I'll be honest with you. It'd be dope. It'd be awesome. The puppy stage is annoying. There are going to be times where you're asking yourself, why did wow. I do this? Wow. But, you know, um, they, honestly, uh, like, they come through, dude. What's, like, Keith right now? He's Cake. the man. He's the man. Yeah. Fan, fans, we want to hear from you. And something we can offer is Nick is in the animal industry and an animal aficionado. So 
send us all of your questions, and he's not going to promise to answer them, but we will. I don't sure. Know, maybe, maybe read Any one emergencies, of them please call your veterinarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> emergencies, you should probably go to your vet. But if you got like just like a little funny animal question, like you know what I mean, throw us. I'll a, do my do my best. Yeah, throw us a DM on 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 uh, Instagram and and whatnot. So yeah. yeah. How do our fans get our Instagram? That's right, Nick. Where do their fans follow us? So Instagram, you're going to find us at NE underscore social, Twitter at NE social too. And then for our personal stuff, you can find me at son underscore of underscore Ray 24. Garby, hit us with the Instagram. I am Ryan A. Garby. That's Ryan A. G. A. R. B as in boy E. And you can find me at Kennedy1627. Please go on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify to rate us, hopefully five stars. I'm Rich Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social. Peace. Peace.